The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bike. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here's your host, Kyle Armstrong. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass. We're here this week. It's finally February. I know we took a couple of weeks off, and we were just all so busy. It was hard to get in here, and we're still busy, truth be told. But uh, I got uh, Adam Logan. He's out today. He's in uh, Speed Weeks down there in Florida. So uh, a little little disclaimer, I guess, for the listeners here. We've got a little special co-host here today, uh, Hunter Weaver. He's been kind of pulling at my shirt tails wanting to be on this thing <laughs> since we uh since we uh started it and uh and i saw i ran into him this weekend at the at the charlotte racers expo there at concord at the cabarrus arena and he kind of asked if he when he could be on it and i said well man i said i'll tell you what i got a spot for you on monday night so uh hunter weaver he announces the blue ridge outlaw late model series he's raced go-karts and and he knows a lot more, and he knows uh, he knows a lot of a lot of useless information a lot of the times. So he's going he's going to come on here and tell us a little bit about the Blue Ridge series and a lot of what's going on, and who's running what, and who's doing what, and then and then we're going to call up a guest, and uh, I think we're going to actually make two episodes tonight while we're while we're in studio, and uh, so so uh, so buckle up and stay tuned. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host here tonight, Hunter Weaver. What's going on? Uh, great to be here. You know, this is, uh, like you said, uh, we've talked about it a couple of times about being on. It's finally worked out this week. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm real excited about this year. Um, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Models. Um, I've been a part of it since 2020. Um, uh, I've been a part of it since 2020. Um, you know, I got pretty lucky with that. But this is my fourth year doing it, and I'm, I'm about as excited as ever. Well, good deal. Yeah, you uh... – you you've uh, sort of made that deal like your like your home you know you go in there and you're the uh, you're the announcer and you're like the face of that deal and and uh, and y'all do a lot y'all got a lot of go- a lot of racing going on around here and it's just a regional series really but you've got a lot of racers that follow it and and a lot of them that'll show come in and show up and run one or two and it's a it's sort of a deal where a lot of times you don't know who's going to be there well you do but a lot of people generally don't really know who's coming you know, to be honest with you, to answer that question is that we, we still have that kind of mentality because you never really know who's going to show up until a race day a lot of the time. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see, but it's kind of a, been a cult following. Um, you know, been most of the time five or six guys trying to chase the points because of the amount of races that we run. And it is a daunting task, but uh, we kind of sat down at the end of the year and just decided what, what do we need to do to kind of give insinuate to people to run full time and um, we've kind of lowered, we've kind of made the uh, traveling to where it's only roughly two hours or so on an average of how far you got to go to run um, and uh, paying, you know, pretty good payouts, but uh, not racing quite as much. And we've also um, in the pack, we've took the super late model engine package out of the rule book for this year. So um, it opened the door wide open, and all of a sudden, here came guys with mostly with crate 525 engines running, um, few I-95 spec Lake model guys running. So it's it's wide open, brand new guys running, uh, guys moved from different divisions. Um, it's really cool to see what's been happening, and uh, I, I can't wait to get going. It's about a month away, and um, that we're going to do the uh, Steve Heights tribute, and uh, Steve was. 
special character to all of us. And he he put his heart and soul. He loved the Blue Ridge All Late Models. And, um, you know, we're going to be honoring him that weekend. So uh, what, what just track? Like, uh, Carolina Speedway will be the season opener. Um, 3000 to win right now, but give or take, bonuses will come in. Uh, the halfway leader's $500 bonus. If you leave the halfway, good. 500 laps for one lap. That's pretty good. It pays your tire bill uh, for us. But um, like I said, I'm real excited about it. It'll be a Friday and Saturday show. Um, we'll qualify heat race Friday and then run the uh, feature event on Saturday. But uh, there's constantly guys asking, talking about rules. What motor can I run? Or what, what tire rule is it? What rate weight package do I got to run? And some some full time, some part time, but it's it's very encouraging to see. Yeah, it's pretty cool the diversity of the series that you guys have. You you've got young up and coming drivers that are just getting started in the late model, and you've got old veterans and guys that have been around doing this for a long time and have already got many accomplishments coming and running the series. And and I don't get the chance to go to a lot of y'all's races, but I I have I really envy that about about your about that series uh, because there's so many different there's so many different age groups. I mean, you can be 12 years old or you can be 80 years old, really, out there on the track running it. I mean, that's a prime example is that uh, one of our Rookie of the Year contenders, Colton Stanley, I'm sure you've heard of him. Mm -hmm. He's been by SR a few times. And, but um, he's moving up from the 602 ranks, and uh, he's got a, acquired a 525 engine, and uh, he's going to be running full-time for the uh, Rookie of the Year campaign this year. And we've got like six drivers running for Rookie of the Year. Um, which is really cool. But then the age diversity, then you have guys like Gary Mabe is coming back to run full-time with the series. So um, he's, I think he's, I'm not sure exactly his age, and I don't want to make him older than what he actually is. <laughs> but I've been accused of that a couple times. But uh, but he's one of them guys that's been there and done that. Exactly. He's fair share of races exactly. around here. And, and ironic thing is, is that Jason Smoot, series director, owner, uh, president, uh, he, um, you know, that was one of his childhood heroes growing up, uh, running at 311, different places like that. So it's really cool to see the adversity that's come in for this year. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got Carolina, and then where does it go from there? Uh, we go East Lincoln Motor Speedway, March 25th, um, uh, April 1st, uh, first of three events at Lakeview Motor Speedway. And uh, the three races at Lakeview uh, will pay a points fund. So the top three in points for those races um, will pay – I think it was 600 to win and to win those points, just, just those, that mini series in the past. But um, we head back to Lancaster Motor Speedway three times this year. Um, and then we go um, Harris Speedway only one time, ironically. Um, Sumter Speedway. Um, also, uh, we go back to, uh, we run Cherokee Speedway again, uh, July the 3rd, which is a Monday night. Um, that's going to be a good show. No doubt. Um, uh, we go to Lawrence County for the first time ever. First time ever for at Lawrence County, uh, September 30th. Um, we're king of the Carolinas this year. Uh, Labor Day at East Lincoln. Um, also, um, Thanksgiving Thunder. Not sure where we're going to be taking that event this year. But um, we got a lot of great things in store for this year. But the Gaffney race is in honor of my, my dad, Robbie, uh, that raced at Gaffney for years. But... Um, that that right there is is turning into a, a big event as well. So each and every time you're going to get a show from us. All right. So tell us where you can find out about the Blue Ridge Outlaws Late Model Series. Um, you can go mainly just our Facebook page, Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. Uh, we also got a Twitter. We've been kind of slack on that, but we're wanting to try to get more in depth with that. 
but uh, our website is uh, blueridgeolm.com. Um, you can go look at everything, schedule, rules, um, uh, look at merchandise, things like that. We're getting our new merchandise worked on right now, and uh, Dale Duckworth, Duck Graphics, uh, is taking care of everything on that. So um, uh, pretty much anything you want to look up, you can go to that website as well. But one of those three destinations, you're going to find something that will be of value to you. Good deal. One thing that just came to mind, you mentioned Harris Speedway. I got the chance. I was uh, I had the opportunity or whatever to go to that race up there a couple of years ago, y'all's series, and, and got to see Ricky Weeks win that race that day. And at the time, had no idea that would be his last race, but that was his last race he won, and I saw him win a lot of them over the years, and it was in y'all's series. So that was a pretty cool deal. And uh, and then he, he retired shortly after that. So Ricky Weeks, I mean, you 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 guys have had a pretty uh, pretty nice lineup. Who are we gonna get for our guest here coming up? Tell um, us about our, that. One of our first guests is um, our first guest is uh, gonna be a, fr- a good friend of ours. Uh, he's been on tour the past um, three seasons. Um, he's been close, but hasn't quite got the championship. But he's going for it again this year. Former Carolina Clash Rookie of the Year, Scott Shirey, uh from Swansea, South Carolina. So he'll be our uh, first guest and. Uh, uh, should be he's a great guy sure, uh, sure to be a good interview and talking with him i'm looking forward to hearing that so yeah you've uh and let's before we go to that though i'll just tell, tell the listeners a little bit about some of your own racing career just briefly because i know you're an announcer but i've seen you behind the wheel of a go-kart and some stuff here in the past too man uh you know i've kind of put the driving to the side i hadn't raced in probably about two years um last time i raced was at the dirt track at charlotte uh, for a WKA race and um, on the big track, yeah, uh, it was. I ran. I think I ran second, and third in both of those that day. But uh, man, it's just it's it's hard to it's hard to find the time when you go when you're traveling, announcing every week, uh, plus working, plus all that. And if you don't have the resources that you have to work with, and I just believe I'm not going to be a backyard racer. There's nothing wrong with that, but. I mean, I'd rather have the right resources, have the right tools. And if I'm not going to do it right, I don't see a point in doing it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we, when I had some go-karts, that's all we did was backyard racing. We just had fun with it. I never bought a new tire. I don't think I ever really bought a new part, period. <laughs> oh, gosh. We just, well, maybe a time or two I did. but uh, You're going to yeah, have we, to at some point. Yeah, at some point I probably did. But we... We just had them for fun, and it's something that I don't even talk about. I've probably never even brought it up on this show. It's not nothing that I'm really too proud of on my resume, but we did. I have been behind the wheel of a go kart at some point, but uh, anyway, yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break here. On the other side of that, we'll call up Scott Shirey. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. I hadn't hadn't heard what he's up to in a long time, and uh, it should be interesting. So, stay tuned here on the Forward Bike Podcast. We're here with Hunter Weaver. And we'll talk to Scott Showery right after this. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to YouTube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast. Tonight on the Andy's Towing Hotline, we've got Scott Shirey, a Blue Ridge Outlaw 
late model driver and a, and a very uh, outstanding driver of all the years in the Carolina Clash and whatnot. And happy to have him on the podcast here tonight with uh, Hunter Weaver as my guest co-host. So what's going on tonight, Scott? Oh, man, just trying to get this. Well, first, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're good, man. We're talking to you. Just uh, yeah, that's right. Just kick back and enjoying the evening here. No, we're just trying to get things ready. It's it's going to come down to crunch time like it always does. Look like you're ahead part through the winter, and then it's starting to rush to get things together. Yeah, I totally understand that, man. We're uh, we're all busy as we can be right now. It's hard to hard to get away to do much else when you when you got a full time job and there's races to go watch too. So that's right. Uh, we uh, I've been working on trying to get the toter ready, to get it roadworthy, getting it serviced, and all the stuff in the trailer make sure we got everything we need so uh so i had hunter here he was talking about that blue ridge series is getting their season off to start there at carolina speedway in march and uh i think you said it was march didn't you yeah that's right and uh so so is that gonna be your debut right there or what yeah uh, we, we we're gonna try to sneak a practice in but that's not always a given with uh how things are we're trying to get our get our letter in here from uh S and S, uh, Chris Steele, he does my raps and stuff. So, and I'm trying to get Elliot Sanders, my Sanders brother's construction car ready also. So we kind of get two cars ready to go. Yeah. Elliot, you know, he's another full-time guy. Um, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's kind of one of those old veteran guys. Like we was talking about with Gary Mape a minute ago. Uh, he's ran past, I think it's going to be his second or third year full-time with us, but, um, he won, in, and it is cool, Kyle, you'll like this. He won uh, Thanksgiving Thunder. He won uh, one of our first Concy races year before last. That was his <laughs> first win ever that he's ever won in anything, which was, it was cool to see. And I've never seen somebody that glad to win a B-Main before. But, you know, you got to win B-Mains hey, one step at a time. But. See, see, I warned all you listeners that Hunter was u- full of useless information here. He knows he won a B-Main one night. <laughs> it ain't hard to remember that. <laughs> I know. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, Scott's been a part of this deal uh, for a couple of years now. So for the listeners at home, Scott, just uh, kind of give a little bit of background and uh, how you kind of got going and racing and uh, take us through time a little bit. Uh, well, I guess I made my first trip around the old asphalt track, Columbia Speedway, with my dad. He uh, had old Chevelle. He raced with a number 10. It was yellow with a number 10 on it. And... Um, he he raced there a couple of years and then uh, just kind of got away from it just go go with mom and dad to the track and and then in high school uh, he got a car and run it for a little bit but it wasn't a, it was just something to go play around with so it wasn't really serious into it and started hanging around a body shop and there's about four or five race cars run out of that body shop so i was just the one they told to do everything and and that's when you had to feel the tires to whichever one was the hottest that's that's where we needed to change the adjustment to another one to kind of get them balanced out and just grew up around it hanging out uh i guess being a a little crew member running around there and i finally finally got my own car and and it was it was rough and then uh just mom and dad started supporting me and ever since i think it was 93 they've they've been there every year supporting me so many of our uh, guests that we talk to have a similar background like that. You just start with uh, your daddy had a race car, and then you just grow up t- turning turning a few wrenches on it, and then one day it's it's your turn, boy. So 
Uh, that, that's pretty cool to hear your uh, hear that's the same legacy for you there. Oh yes, yeah, that's I guess that's how a lot of it goes. You know, because you carry it on, and uh, both my both my boys they want to do it. It's just it's just a lot of work involved, and with their jobs and stuff, it keeps them from doing it. I've just been fortunate to, I guess, always in my mind, if I'm whatever kind of work I do, it's got to be able to have that opening to go racing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I try to work that into my deals yeah. too. His son Trey's ran a few races with us and uh, with his crate car, and he done a pretty good job. I think he ran top ten once or twice. Um, I think at Sumter, a few a few of those appearances he's had, and uh, he hadn't been able to race in a while. But uh, he does a, a a great job when he whenever he drives, and no more than he gets to race, he he does pretty good. Oh yeah, hopefully one day, fortunately, he'll they'll both get to race more, but. I told him I wasn't I wasn't uh, ready to quit yet. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so sir, you got plenty I, of life left in you. That's right. Well, what was it, Red Farmer? I, I, I'm like because uh, Trey's asked me. He said, "When do you plan on quitting?" I said, "Well, I said, uh, how old's Red Farmer?" <laughs> and he said, "Oh man, did he?" I was like, "Well, I said I can't tell you yet. I hadn't felt that." urge to, to stop yet <laughs> can you believe he's still doing it after all these years i know i, I i'm I, it'd be nice to be fortunate to be able to do it if, if you're not doing that but playing around so um a driver i used to race the old uh like i guess street stocks and super streets with uh jimmy Maynus. he uh i talked to him one night and he's he was in his 70s then and he said i can't quit he said i'll lose my reflexes so <laughs> I don't know how old he is now, but he's still digging. There's a few older guys that's still running like you ever. You, Kyle, I'm sure you've heard of Raymond Pennington. Raymond's still racing like it, basically at um, up at Boone at the Fairgrounds Raceway, and then Bill Tesh running an old 300 car. He still makes some laps and some 602 stuff. So I mean, there's plenty of these guys that's still doing it, and uh, just because that's what they care about doing. And Dennis Williams won a track championship at Gaffney last year. So that's that's and, and Dennis is a cancer survivor twice. So, which is pretty cool. Scott, t tell us a little bit about, uh, Hunter said you had some uh, killer stories that you've told him before, and we got to get some of them on the air. There's some, some, some stuff maybe from the 90s and, and maybe racing some of the, I guess you probably ran some oh. Have a Tampa stuff or something like that back in those days. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them, I, I, mean, I mean, when you're talking about growing up and sitting in the stands watching, you know, like um, just – just like Jack Pennington, um, uh, you know, you got Ed Gibbons, uh, Ed Basie, you know, a lot of the guys from my area, but just uh, Mike Duvall. I just remember being in, I finished third to, it's like my second or third race to, I think Ed Basie won, Mike Duvall finished second, and I finished third at basically was I-20 Speedway in Baseball Leesville and uh, South Carolina. And I'm sitting there like my second or third race. I'm like, man, these boys – are in trouble next year because this is like some of the end of the season races and uh i'm sitting here looking at guys that i growed up that you know i kind of followed and stayed up with and i'm like i just finished third and so i'm thinking next year at my home track these guys are going to struggle because i'm going to be pretty good uh, i was the other way around I, I i got laughed a few times and and just it was a rough year to next year so I guess that was one of them. If you play cards, I guess one of them lucky hands I got that night. <laughs> but, but it's just something I remember because they were two I grew up with watching, 
And I'm like, man, I just finished third behind these two guys, you know, with all this experience. For sure. I, yeah, them two guys, those two names there were uh, some of my heroes too. But, but like when you're on when you're on a third of them guys like that, and that's early on in your career, is that sort? Of, I mean, I know the bug could bit you, but that's sort of like, yeah, I think I can do this. Whenever you whenever you did that. Oh, it's definitely a confidence builder. I mean, and and just like Sumner, you know, uh, Gerald Mintz and um, Ed Gibbons during my time, they were some I watched as I was down there racing, I would always pay attention to them, even though I was in a lower class, just kind of, you know, maybe watch the groove and see what was going on. And finally one night I, I got around Ed and I, we raced hard, but it was, it, he's just somebody I always enjoyed racing. Cause I didn't have to worry about tearing up your stuff. You just race hard. And, um, and then the, the, the one night that I did pass him, make a, made a pass for a position. You know, that was like a, a high, and I just remember that because he was, to me, like the best at Sumter Speedway. You know, the one thing that you and Ed Gibbons share in common is you all had the same uh, crew chief uh, with Sean Whittle. Sean's been around this thing, around this stuff for many, many years, and uh, he traveled the roads up and down the roads with Ed, and then Kenny continued on with Ed's boys, uh, Gibb and Carrie. Uh, when they were racing, but uh, he's with you now. He's been with you the past few years or so. So, um, you know, how did that kind of, and I've never even asked this as, um, as long as I've known y'all, is that how did that all the, the bridge the gap between uh, yourself and uh, Kegel Automotive and uh, Sean Whittle? Well, uh, the Kegel Automotive deal was, you know, Billy just supplied the parts and he was somebody that you could question and he would help. I used to have to take, uh, take some videos down there because I'd tell him what the car doing. He wasn't there and he wanted to see videos every week. So I'd make a special trip down there and then he'd say, well, why you do this? And, but Sean was always there because, you know, Billy basically housed the car and crewed the car. And Sean was just, he was always with Ed everywhere they went. And, um, he just, the, how we got connected was just going down there with the parts and, we just asked him to go come to a race, and it was at Lancaster um, one night. And then it's, it's just carried on. He just started going. But he lives and breathes this stuff. And uh, actually, he's he's actually got a car going together. And uh, Derek Lane's going to drive it. That's cool. So, yeah, but he's Derek, still going to help. We're going to kind of, you know, like be teamed up a little bit, helping each other. Yeah, Derek Lane, uh, he's uh, he's been a guy that's been around a few years down at Sumter, and he's ran some Blue Ridge races off and on. And uh, he didn't get to race at all last year, which was uh, you know a shame. But hopefully he'll be back this year. But um, you know the Blue, Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Malls, you know we're kind of uh, one big family is the way we look at it. And uh, you know for you, what was pro what's probably your favorite part about traveling up and down the roads with us um, uh, the past couple of years and uh, being a part of that? Um, well, like you said, it's just like a family. Uh, I mean, um, you know, you got Spud Bennett with American Race Retire. He's, I've always enjoyed talking to him, even when I run the clash and, and, um, Jason and Crystal, you know, we get along with them and he's just somebody fun to cut up with. I, I just always give him head cause I, I like him see him walking off, shaking his head when I'm telling them something. <laughs> and, um, you, I mean, Everybody with the Blue Ridge Outlaws, I mean, they are they're just, Gerald, uh, just a great, uh, you know, just helping us out as far as, you know, I, I think y'all, y'all do y'all's part for the drivers and the track. So y'all, y'all like to go between, between the track and us. And I feel like y'all just do y'all's part and you make it enjoyable. 
one of the most uh well I, I this might be a bad thing for me to bring up but uh but i went to that last race of the year there on that tour and sat in the grandstands there uh east lincoln and and you were pretty fast that night but you got caught up in a multi-car melee there on the front stretch and tore it all to pieces talk a little bit about that night i know that's probably not one of your most memorable experiences mm. but that's what i that's the last time i saw you run so well I, we struggled qualifying I, I do know that we went over there the day before practice but then we got the car you know got we got to dial back in and i i still feel like i've even watched a video that i've had i had the fastest car if i could have just you know me and dylan was racing hard and then i got i, I kind of got loose getting the ball for turn two there and um robbie got back around me and then i started battling him and the caution came out so i was going to try to get him on the next restart because i knew as the green flags went on my car was fast and um we just robbie and i got together and i got the bad end of the deal on that and but it, we actually had a fast car i still say that i had a chance for the win yeah, that's kind of what I was referring to. I remember that you seemed like you were really fast, but it's just a small, boring track, and it's uh, when something happens ahead of you, it's hard to hard to miss it up there. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I love the place. I just actually that was one of the places this year that I figured I was going to get a win, and we kind of were off a little bit there. But that's that's where you go to another track, and you're like, well, we're going to struggle here, and we ran good. So I'm like, well, dang, but. That's just how I guess the services change, or, or you you adjust for other tracks, and then you kind of miss them when you get to the the one you thought you were going to do good at. Well, I'll I'll ask you this too. I know uh, I know y'all kind of just touched on it, talking about going going and traveling around with this uh, with this Blue Ridge series, but going to these places and uh, and I know you went and you ran a lot of Carolina Clash races. That's what I really mainly remember you for for a long time, and uh, but. But I know the cost has went up so much on all these parts and the engines and everything. And uh, and and this Blue Ridge series you're running, I mean, is it is it more cost efficient for you to go to go run those races with those guys? And I and I assume that it is, but it's just got to be more uh, more friendly on the pocketbook for sure. Um, I, it is uh, to go with the cost of the tires, and um, you know the tires make a. I mean, they got the tires at a, a decently reasonable price. And, um, and then we, we're back to a 525 right now, but I still have my supers, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of hit and miss this series the first year I ever done it. And then, you know, got to know a lot of them. And one of it's just, uh, it's just the, the people that run the series is one of the reasons we travel. And, and then Elliot, um, we're teamed up together and he likes running the series and it kind of works out for him cause he's, he's pretty busy. So it, it kind of just helps me out working on his car and, and uh, upkeeping it for him. So it just it's, it's kind of a just works out. I mean, and you know when you're looking at another tire, if you want to run something else, you're going to spend maybe up close to eighty to a hundred dollars more for it. Absolutely, Scott. We're going to take just a quick break here on the on the Forward Bike Podcast, and we'll come back and uh, and finish this up. We're back here on the Forward Bike Podcast on the Andy's Towing Hotline. We've got Scott Shirey. We've been carrying on a pretty good conversation here with him so far, and uh, we're talking about the cost of tires and the cost of racing and everything. And uh, but uh, if you stay close to home, it seems like it's uh, it's working out for you. So, oh yeah, it's definitely working out. And um, and then you know the Dixie uh, racing chassis um, for Bill Towers that builds my car. He's 
he's helped out tremendously. Uh, he's a one man show. And so, but he gives his time and comes, you know, like he was there the last race and he, it was his, you know, him and Sean and all of our heads together. We kind of figured something out to try to get the car better for the main event. So, um, but he builds a excellent chassis and I've been very pleased with it. You know, you talk about Bill, you know, and uh, me and Bill have a great relationship, but uh, he's not uh, been building this Dixie chassis but, but a couple of years. But, uh, Kyle, you'll probably enjoy this, is that he formerly worked at Bloom, at Scott Bloomquist's at one time. And uh, you talked about stories after stories <laughs> about Scott Bloomquist and uh, him getting up and working in the morning with him. But, you know, the one person that we've kind of uh, hadn't talked about much is uh, Scott is uh, your wife, Ashley, and how committed she is to doing this. And she can tune, she tunes 525 engines and uh, she's she's very smart on a lot of this and uh, working with the engine. But, um, you know, the, the funny story and you probably can remember this night is the night that uh, we were at Horsepower Park and you won uh, won that race uh, that night. And um uh, talk about the uh, Scott about the story <laughs> that happened. I still call it Antioch. It, well, it's I Antioch. Still it it's Antioch. still Antioch. So, it's always yeah. going to be Antioch. But uh, That's right. Scott, <laughs> can I talk about uh, the the bet that was made for Ashley uh, if you won that race? Well, you know, when we got there, I think we started seventh or something. We didn't start up front. We were struggling pretty good. So uh, I think that kind of made her brave to do that. But uh, we. Uh, she said that if I was to win the race, that she was going to jump in this big mud hole out there. I guess what they did the mud box at. And um, we started seventh and just kind of stayed consistent. We finally worked our way into the lead. So she had to, she she made the bed and she made it in front of a bunch of people because so she had to back that one up. So she, <laughs> she took a plunge in that big old mud pit. <laughs> she jumped in and I think uh when she jumped out there was a picture and she had and somebody gave her a cigarette. She smoked a cigarette standing covered head and toe of mud. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty wild <laughs> right there. But, uh, but you, then you had to go then then you surely had to just probably make her ride in the trailer at that point. That's right. Well, I think she, I had a <laughs> I think I had an old racing suit or something she stuck on to jump in. That way she could jump in there, tote her and take a shower and yeah, she definitely had to get cleaned up though, because it was in her hair and everything. Yeah, boy, that's bad. <laughs> that was that was an interesting night there. But uh, you know, Ashley, she's just as committed about. It. So, you know, talk to me about that just a little bit, Scott. Is that you know, not only is she just a supportive wife and uh, and everything, but she also is very hands on with the race car. Oh, definitely. She, um, I mean, she'll get out there, she'll buff the tires, she grooves them, um, she'll wrap them. Um, and like I said, she makes sure what we're, you know, that we're going to have something to eat. If, uh, whether it's just going up the concession stand or bringing something with us, um, just keeping my helmet. She, she keeps up with my helmet. And then like when we're part next to Elliot, if I'll either have them on my car, if I got to do a bar change or get a shock off, she'll dig in there and do that too. Just like the last race. I remember she was under there changing the bar on Elliot's car and I, you know, I kind of go and look back or, and they know to stop if they have a question, but, uh, I mean, she knows a pretty good bit. She can, she can yank them shocks off and put them back on. I, I'm impressed with that. Sounds like a good, oh, uh, yes. sounds like a good wife <laughs> to have right there. Oh yeah. And she'll get out there and help on the, you know, like straighten the car during the week. And 
she comes out there and helps me wash it. So uh, at least I got, you know, a little some help out here. She gets all the panels washed while I went once I stripped them off the car. Got a, got your own built-in crew member there. Well, I was gone uh, doing something <laughs> on the job, and I came back, and um, I had washed mine, but I didn't have time to get Elliot's done yet. And I got back, and she had uh, everything on Elliot's car clean. So tell, tell us a little bit about what you do for a living because this uh, this Blue Ridge series is definitely a blue-collar working man type tour, so you don't race full-time, but you've got a full-time job. Tell us a little bit about that because I don't have a clue. I just, <laughs> I'm going to learn oh, something. Well, we, uh, we run Earl's Performax Automotive, which is, it's, that's my dad's name, Earl's, and it's just a automotive shop in West Columbia, South Carolina, and we do, you know, pretty much all automotive repairs, um, you know, from front to rear on them, you know, nobody working on it, just automotive stuff. And, um, so my brother, Mark, which builds my racing engines and, um, he's got his own, he's got a thing on the side building racing motors now. And, um, uh, my mom and my dad works up there. So, uh, and both my, both of my boys has worked up there and, um, one of Mark's daughters, she has worked up there, but they all moved on to something else, but it's just the four of us with, and we keep two to four mechanics whenever you can keep somebody working. So, uh, but we stay pretty busy. Yes. If anybody's down there in that area and needs something worked on on their car, just go see Earl's because they'll take care of you. Oh yeah, definitely do that. Yeah, you talk about your dad, Scott, and there, there, and his mom and dad, and I'm, I, and they, they're at every single race, and they, and you always know when they're there is when they pull up in that that little white Chevy van, and all of a sudden it says Earl's Performance right on the side of it. You know they're there, and uh, they bring the golf cart with them, and uh, you know you're talking about just down to earth people. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, I fell in love with their personality and being around with them, and they're just they're so open where that it, you don't feel like it you have to be you can have a one dollar in your pocket it don't or you can have a million dollar in your pocket they're going to treat you the same oh yeah they, they, they didn't want me to stranger so if you don't know him he'll 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 let you know him he'll make you know him let's put it that way so oh there ain't so no getting away not. from him <laughs> and uh and I, I and they've supported me forever and, and like you said they go to every race and I think Dad's 75 and Mom's 73, so that's a lot of traveling that they've done, you know, because they, they didn't miss none. I think Dad was sick one time the year before, this past year, 21, when we did a lot a lot more races then. So, um, but they're, they, I guess they're 8 was just like me. They love it. And uh, like I said, it's just the, the family part about of it and how committed everybody is, but uh, you know, t- we got 2023 coming up, and uh, I know you've been hungry for the championship and uh, and going for it this year. Um, so as we look at some of those racetracks, and we go to Lawrence County for the first time, and uh, I know there's been quite a few people itching to go down there, so I'm pretty sure you're excited about that. That's not too far from home, but it's a place that uh, it's going to be pretty equal for some of them. But some some get, some guys uh, like Nick Dietz, Dino Long. Um, and some of these, a few other guys, they're going to be hard to handle down there. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I've raced there on and off over the years and, um, uh, we, we went up there one year, I think it was Oh nine or something quite a few times, but, uh, I got one win there. I can't say it's one of my favorite tracks, but, uh, it's, it is one of them that the hometown boys definitely have an advantage. So, um, they, 
because to me, you got to do a little special work to your car to get around that place and kind of change it up a little bit. But uh, Dino and like you said, Deese, they're going to be hard to handle when you get there. That's another one of them boring tracks right there. Throw it down in there and hope it sticks, ain't it? That's that's the way it is too. Yeah. And if it don't stick, then you're probably gonna bring a few with you too. I've, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the night that old Kenny Collins went out of there, and we've had him on here a time or two. And he, I don't never let him live that down. Oh no, I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Things happen fast there too. Yeah, they do. Well, man, I, I, uh, man, that's that's been a good podcast with you here tonight. I don't know if I've really got too much more to add to it, but I, I definitely appreciate all your stories and your time, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll see you at, at a race soon, maybe uh, over at Carolina soon. Yeah, y'all come see us. We we're, we're right there and in the open. Yes, yeah, Scott, and uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we got the banquet coming up this week, and that's always a good time. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Yeah, man, I can't wait to get up there. All righty, Scott. Well, best of luck to you in 2023 and uh, and enjoyed hearing all your stories, like I said, and uh, we'll uh, maybe do this again sometime. That sounds good. That was Scott Shirey right here on the Forward Bike Podcast. Uh, appreciate Hunter Weaver coming over here tonight and, and helping us put that one together. It uh, was a pretty good show, I thought, and uh, hopefully everybody will get a kick out of it and share it around and tell your friends to listen, and uh, we'll come back and do this again next week. This is Kyle Armstrong. For Hunter Weaver, you're listening to the Forward Bike Podcast.